You're listening to Staying in the Game, a Plum Dragon Herbs podcast where we have conversations about mindset and techniques for staying at the top of your game. I'm your host, Janelle Leatherwood. In this podcast, we are speaking to Sharon Rose, a filmmaker, choreographer, composer, author, teacher, and healer who has imparted her vast knowledge of ancient and traditional cultures throughout the world. She is currently directing and producing the forthcoming documentary series, Quantum Chi, The Taoist Art of Nurturing Life. This groundbreaking series will feature numerous well-known Qigong and Tai Chi masters, TCM practitioners, teachers, and scholars. We're excited to find out more about this series today and to talk with Sharon about ways we can connect with our true nature and life force and to learn how to deal with pain and emotions in healthy ways. We'll be walking through some simple techniques we can use anywhere to help our body to heal itself. Welcome to the show, Sharon. We're so glad that you're joining us today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you. I'm so excited to talk to you about um, what you've got coming down the pipeline. Could you just introduce yourself a little bit to our audience? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Well, I've had a really amazing life. Uh, I started very young in the arts, dance, music, theater. I was performing at five in hospitals and nursing homes. Maybe that started my whole a desire to understand the world of healing, mm-hmm. um, the world of performance, and what could I do to really help uh, humanity, my family, my friends, community. From from very very young, I just was very energetically aware, and was trained very young. At nine years old, I went into um, theater, in which they had us as an exercise go to the mall and watch people. And look at how they held their bodies and look at if they had strange mannerisms and just really start to perceive uh, the physical. But I would also say the energetic, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just kept with that, with the dance, with the music in many cultures. I was a senior Fulbright scholar and had other fellowships to India in the 80s where I lived with the early Bollywood stars, Sitara Devi, who had also um, was very deep into Hindu mythology, philosophy, and Tantra. Then I reconstructed the music and dance and ritual from the temples of Egypt. I got into filmmaking in in 78, mostly doing uh, in New York music videos, world music videos, and then uh, 20 years ago, I met my husband, Jay Widener, and we started our film company, Sacred Mysteries. We really wanted to show that we're way more than what we, this physical body, that we have these energy fields, we have emotional bodies, we have mental bodies. And, and now, uh, let's see, three years ago, uh, when working on another film, I, I met uh, 12 Qigong Tai Chi, martial arts, Taoist, um, masters, teachers, scholars, and I jumped into it. I interviewed them. The next thing I knew, now it's three years later, I've been working on my magnum opus, which is a film series, documentary film series, but not just documentary. There'll be exercises for everyone because I feel that... 
we need to embody, we need to experience these practices, not just think about them. And right. so I'm deep into that right now. And uh, that's, that's just a little. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. It's so exciting, though. I'm, I'm really excited about this documentary series. And um, tell us about the crowdfunder that you've got going for it. Well, we have a crowdfunder. The easy way to find it is go to our website, quantumchimovie.com. Uh, I've been working on this as a total labor of love. I have for three years. I just feel that it's time for these teachings to come forth. You know, being rooted in the Tao, first of all, there's meditations, etc., that bring you to a sense of really grounded, centered uh, awareness. You come into a new level of grace in your body and harmony and balance in your psyche and your emotions. And there's so many simple, amazing exercises that really empower you any age, even if you're, you know, lying in bed, you know, you have some serious illness that you can't get out of bed. It's these teachings are just incredible in helping you to bring this chi, this life force energy into your body. So I've been taking other jobs the last two years. I just finished again the second Qigong Global Summit for the Shift Network. That's another really wonderful online network. And, you know, did other things just so I could pay my editor and and camera people to help me do this. And, oh, of course, animator <laughs> to mm -hmm. help me really create a work of art. It's not just... Quantum Chi is not just like a regular documentary. Uh, we, my vision was to, in the animations, to have the style of ancient Chinese watercolor paintings. I really want to pay tribute. I've been trained in so many deep ancient traditions that their art is incredible. But in this one, it's not just the art, it's the art that's related to the healing of humanity. And so, and also, I've been very involved for many years as a filmmaker and as a speaker and teacher in trying to help us in these very uh, strange, these very divisive, um, confusing, chaotic times that we're living in, where we're just being bombarded by, uh, I would say, kind of... Um, mental programming that really doesn't speak to who we truly are. You know, we are amazing human beings. We're all gifted. And what we're being told is that we're all victims and we're all this and we're all that and we can never be good enough. And, and that's just not the way it should be. Right. And so, and so these teachings, they've just taken over my life and the crowdfunder is there. We've been building a community of people interested in the crowdfunding is there to really help me realize this vision because I'm out there for all of you. I really see what's going on and I really feel the pain that we're going through. And and we do have these, you know, this the Internet and all these these different uh, technological devices where we can reach each other, but why can't we reach each other in joy and in upliftment and in healing? 
Right. So that's why I'm doing the crowdfunder so that I can really continue with this project and do something that I believe will help to bring these incredible teachings to a very wide world audience and, you know, from very young children all the way to, you know, uh, seniors. Yeah. And I love how you talked about even if you were lying in bed, these are like techniques and principles that could help you. You think about people who are really suffering with heavy illnesses and they feel like, what's the point of living or what's the point of going on? And, and, and you're saying, go back to your life force and reconnect and, and tell us a little bit more about that. Well, in the Taoist tradition, life force is called chi. You know, it's called prana in India. It's called different name, bioelectricity. It's called all kinds of things. And, you know, we all have access to it. We're alive, right? But we mm-hmm. haven't learned. We haven't, you know, in this medical system and and with the teachers, the masters and the researchers, because I've, ha- I've talked with like people that have grants from um, the National Institute of Health and people who've worked with the vet, like Roger Yonka, who's my one of my associate producers, Dr. Yonka, has worked with the Veterans Administration. He's worked with Kaiser Permanente. And, you know, I really feel we're in this time where we're looking at a, at a society, you know, this Medicare for all. But as I think it was Marianne Williamson and Tulsi Gabbard both said that right now we're dealing with what we would call sick care. Mm-hmm. It's not health care. It's not preventative care. Right. And what's so beautiful about these practices and, and acupuncture, which is part of this whole system, is that we're looking at the whole being, And, you know, it's not just a symptom. And so these practices are there to to help us all understand that we have this energy. We have all these real simple techniques for healing, even in, in the Qigong system, which is really the foundational practice for all of Tai Chi and the martial arts. Mm-hmm. This is like where you really begin because it grounds you, it connects you with nature. It connects you not only with outer nature, but what we would call your inner nature. So that's your emotions and your m- thoughts, your mind. And then it goes all the way to your true nature. And the true nature in many of these traditions, that is who you are beyond all this programming, the part of you that's already, is just so clear and pure and beautiful. And so just simply, you know, if you're someone, I mean, there are a lot of exercises for people sitting in chairs, mm-hmm. you know, just in bringing this energy from the earth, because it's all around us, right? It's in us, it's all around us, but particularly it's in nature. And so these simple exercises for like just rub, clapping your hands, rubbing your hands together. If anybody out there wants to try that, just clap your hands, rub them together, and then feel that heat, and then take them apart a little and back, and you'll feel this kind of tingling, and almost like you're like taffy, right? Mm-hmm. That's the chi. That's the life force energy. And you can learn through these practices to gather this chi from nature, to bring it into your organs, to bring it into your systems. If you have a headache, you can bring it there. Um, and 
the the exercises, which that's why in Quantum Chi, every episode will be like 40 minutes and of of speaking and gorgeous drone footage, uh, drone footage of um, the masters doing the practices in nature in these gorgeous locations. Like I really also want to reconnect people with nature, you know, with our beautiful planet. And I think if we could start seeing it from its, you know, in all its beauty, um, it might be able to change everything, the climate change, you know, the inner climate change, the outer climate change, and bring just way more joy. Mm -hmm. We're right now, I mean, I just see so much suffering. And it really, it really, really, you know, touches me. And all I can do is uh, create this create this series that hopefully many people will see and will be uplifted by it and you know also take the time to understand that they have the power to heal themselves right which is such an amazing um belief in chinese medicine and um you know all these eastern medicine um practices that the body does have the ability to heal itself and it's tapping into that natural mechanism that the body has and and rather than just treating symptoms or you know masking the symptoms and so i really love that yeah it's a lot of people you know that have illnesses like autoimmune disorders or ptsd you know um or terminal cancer they are coming you know as, to use qigong as you know as a way to help them they're not necessarily you know dropping their conventional medicine but um any use of it any work with it you know it just enlivens your spirit and enlivens your energy and makes you feel like you know you can you can begin to take your healing into your own hands it's just a great great adjunct to any uh, Western medicine. The other thing that's interesting that, you know, what they've told me, Dr. Effie Chow, she's 85 and she's called the mother of Qigong in the West. She's worked, she worked in the Clinton administration, bringing, trying to bring alternative medicine. She's been working this forever. And uh, she said that it used to be in China that the doctors were only paid when you got well. Mm, mm-hmm. It wasn't like a whole, you know, system of, uh, you know, just greed. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, I've met wonderful doctors, believe me. Yeah. Um, but it's so based on um, money right. rather than, you know, the Hippocratic Oath of true healing mm-hmm. that... I mean, it's what I love about the Qigong people. They're just so giving and they're so alive. My teacher, master, Li Junfeng, he was a um, martial arts film star. And then he was head of the uh, Kung Fu Wushu team in Beijing. They won all these gold medals. And then he, as he got older, went more and more into Qigong, although at 81, he's still teaching also martial arts yeah, um, and deep, deep meditation. And this man who's been doing this all his life is 
he looks like he's maybe 50 and he moves like he's 30. That's incredible. That's the other piece of it. You know, there's all this sexy talk out in the world about, you know, immortality and longevity and life extension. Well, this is a like this, the Taoist system and Qigong and these teachings have been focused for centuries and centuries Mm -hmm. on how to live a very full, long, joyous life. Yeah. Well, and I don't even know if I get the sense when I go to a medical doctor um, that they're even their goal is to even heal me. It's it's all about whether they can fix the problem through surgery or something, or just give me something to deal with it. You know, <laughs> the symptoms. Oh no, are, that's happening all over the place. Yeah, my son got a stomach virus. I guess he was throwing up. He's in L.A. and he was throwing up and you know, just a really, really fever and everything. He went to the doctor. Well, he went to the the emergency room first and they kept him. I mean, he was there eight hours. They gave him some Gatorade. Yeah. And the doctor didn't do anything. And finally I said to him, I was on the phone with him and his father. And I said, do you know of any good Chinese you know, acupuncturist, Chinese TCM, traditional Chinese medicine doctors. And his father said, oh, yeah, I'm going to I have a great one who teaches also teaches Qigong and I have an appointment. So he took my son and my son was just amazed. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had been when he was younger, but, um, you know, he he said this man really cared about me. He he looked at my tongue. He read my pulses. He told me what was going on with my liver. He gave me these herbs. You know, he just really cared about me as a whole being. Mm-hmm. And you just don't. It's rare to find that with a Western medical doctor. They just want to give you a pill and make you pay a bunch of money for it, or you know, tell you. Um, I mean, I had my mother took this drug called diethylstilbestrol when she was pregnant with me. Uh. Um, and it caused this strange, this propensity for a strange form of cervical cancer in the women. And it manifested. And I go to the doctor and the doctor, I said, well, what's the prognosis? And she says, um, chemo, radiation, surgery and death. Uh. That was her response. Oh I gosh. said, I am out of here. Yeah. And I went to, I did, you know, very, you know, uh, a lot of alternative stuff. I reduced it, it reduced it. Finally, I had, you know, just some basic surgery. It wasn't that big. And it was over. Wow. Uh, The surgeon was great. I really have a lot of respect for surgeons. Mm -hmm. But I don't, you know, just, I don't know. I'm kind of an alternative person. And the other piece of it that I keep saying is that, it gives you tools to help yourself. I, I think that that's what's really disturbing about this world right now. You know, this whole idea that everyone's a victim, yeah. and victim, and and you know, this kind of uh, dislike for the other. You know, from my perspective, who I've been in many Eastern traditions, very deep. You know, I believe there's such a thing as reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So. That means that in other lives, we could have been, you know, any race, <laughs> you know, we could have been male, we could have been female, mm-hmm. but we're, for some reason, I don't know, 
you know, who who is doing this in the end, you know, why this is happening. But, you know, we're just being uh, taught to really dislike each other and um, and not to enjoy who we are and and realize that we are each one of us, every 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 one of us has you know, special, special gifts within. And those gifts, I mean, I worked in schools in New York, New Jersey, Virginia, Connecticut for about six years uh, through the arts, teaching, you know, stories and dances and music from cultures around the world. And uh, it was so amazing to see, and I was bringing meditation. I didn't have Qigong. I only wish I had Qigong then because I know kids would love it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was, uh, and I had a, a dance music partner from Lebanon, and we just brought this sense of, you know, every, the beauty of every culture. And so kids, because I mean, in Queens, New York, there's like every culture in the world. And so you could see as you would bring the beauty of like, you know, Hindu culture from India, that these little kids who were from India and felt maybe marginalized, all of a sudden they have these big smiles and and the the other kids are getting to experience their culture. Mm -hmm. It's like... We all are human beings, you know, mm-hmm. why can't we learn to love each other and appreciate what we have? Right. I mean, it's so true because our differences and our culture is what makes us all unique. And those are our strengths. And how boring would life be if we were all the same, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. That's so neat that you worked with the children and, and children are so accepting of everybody and... You know, I have an eight-year-old son, and, you know, I love when we take him to the park or whoever he plays with just becomes his friend, you know, and that doesn't happen as the kids get older. (laughs) They're just Uh, more withdrawn and and feel like more self-conscious and stuff. And so if we could foster some of that childhood innocence, you know, back into our lives, I think we would all be so much better off. Well, I think part of the disturbance is social media. Mm-hmm. I think that people are getting, and younger and younger, <laughs> um, getting caught up. They're losing contact with the physical world because they're in these virtual worlds. Like, I would say that Twitter is a virtual reality. Yeah. And that people are obsessed with it. You know, if they could only just go out and sit you know, by a stream or go to the ocean or just look at up at the sky, look at the stars, if they could even see them, <laughs> you know, and start to come back, you know, let all these wild, angry thoughts out. Yeah. You know, it, it I think it would be a much happier world. Yeah. We need to disconnect more with the Internet and connect more with people. <laughs> Oh, for sure. You know, I remember as a child, we all ate dinner together yeah. and we all talked. Yeah. Now, if you can even get everybody together for dinner, then everybody's on their phones. Right. right. It's so true. You know, my husband and I just made a, uh, a deal that when we go out to dinner, our phones are staying home. Mm, yeah, that's great. Tell me, what are some other problems that um, you you think are causing people to get stuck or to become ill? And what do you feel like are some simple solutions that they can incorporate to start healing? 
Well, I mean, my main thing really about illness has more to do with how we work with our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot of study. I've trained in craniosacral therapy and in this other system called <laughs> the psychophysical method of neurosensory re-education. Yeah. And that is, I think that one of the problems, and it's it's beyond just, I, I think that the social media and the and all of that and the obsession with it has has done has whipped up our emotions. But I mean, emotions, I mean, I, re- I read a lot about ancient cultures, mm-hmm. right? So um, emotions and war and all this stuff has been going on for a long time. So, you know, and anger towards each other and fear and wanting to, you know, protect ourselves. And um, so... I really feel that we need to start looking at ourselves and looking at how quickly we're triggered. Yeah. You know, these these trigger things. I mean, it's gone beyond now with microaggressions. That's ridiculous. I mean, I feel that it's really nice to say to somebody, you know, where were you born? Oh, you have a beautiful accent. Oh, you're, you know, you can't, the way it is now... You can't even in many people trying to say something positive to somebody else is somehow thought as like a negative. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, we made a film, my husband and I, with our company Sacred Mysteries uh, in 2006, and it was called 2012 The Odyssey. And it was about the 2012 phenomena, you know, that and we interviewed shamans and all these researchers, uh, people who had been involved in looking at that moment as a as a turning point. Mm -hmm. We wanted to get the idea out that it could be positive rather than what the History Channel and those places ended up saying, like it was going to be the end of the world. Mm -hmm. But they were a lot of the the shamans, especially were saying, you know, and people involved in ancient traditions like the Hindu system, they were all saying that we're going into this phase where we're in it, in which the lie would become the truth and the world would be turned upside down. And and so even then I was asking, well, how do you survive within this? And it was always the same. It's that you have to, you know, take time in nature. You need to um, find yourself that's beyond all these voices and and everybody telling you that you're a victim or you're this or you'll never get well. There's no way you're ever going to heal yourself. You're going to have to have like, you know, some kind of steel rod in your body and be in pain all your life. I mean, if anybody knows of the work of Joe Dispenza, he was a chiropractor. Yeah, you know, he got out of chiropractic school and he... Um, was riding his motorcycle and he had this horrible crash. And that's what they told him. They said, you're not going to be able to, we're going to have to like put this rod in your spine and do all the surgery after surgery after surgery. And he said, no way. And he went off and spent, I don't know how long, many months, just completely, he was fortunate and they had people could help him. But in terms of, you know, helping him eat and feed him and take care of him, but he healed himself completely, Mm -hmm. completely. And we are capable of that. It's just that it's hard, you know, in this very intense lifestyle where we seem that like we have no time um, to really be able to take the time 
and nurture yourself and take, you know, and just spend even, you know, half hour a day or go for a walk, spend half hour a day doing Qigong or meditating or something that will bring you back from all these wild thoughts and craziness into a centered, clear, calm place in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So walk me through maybe what a Qigong session might be like for somebody who is not dealing well with the crazy and wildness of life. What are some steps that they could do to bring themselves back to, to ground, to, to center themselves? Okay. Well, it depends. I mean, if you can stand or sit, mm-hmm. um, the first thing is that you're taught to feel your feet and connect with the earth. Mm-hmm. Right. You feel that. And then you're given very simple breathing exercises. And particularly, some, I mean, they're all different ones. Um, generally, you know, you, you have a certain amount of counts in and you're breathing in and you're filling your lungs completely in your diaphragm. And you feel at the same time, you feel like you're bringing this light, this healing energy from the center of the earth up through your feet Right. As you breathe in, it's coming through your feet and then into your ankles and up your calves and into your knees and your thighs and into your pelvis and then all the way up, you know, through your up your spine into, you know, your um, your stomach and your intestines and your sexual organs and then up into your liver and your gallbladder and your um stomach and pancreas and um and your spleen and up into your heart and your lungs and also into your um uh, like your adrenals and thymus your glands and all the way up into your um into your brain and down your arms and you know you just feel as you breathe in all this light coming through you, mm-hmm. right? And then you breathe out and you breathe out all of your suffering. Wow. You just mm-hmm. let it go in, you just let it go and let it go. And then you do a bunch of that. And then also then you can, then you start with maybe, um, I mean, it's different if you're lying in bed and you're able to move your arms, right? Then you'll clap your hands together and you'll feel the chi. And then um, I think the next thing would be to like also receive this energy from the sky too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can breathe also, breathe in the light from the stars, all the beautiful starlight, that healing light. And you breathe it in um, into the top of your head and then the same thing it goes all the way down, 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 and fills your body with this, like, really delicious, I would say, uh, luminous light. Mm-hmm. And that's the light of grace. And that's the light of healing. And uh, then if you, you can just, a simple thing is even just clap your hands, bring, a, you know, rub them together. And if your shoulder hurts, you just place your hands on your shoulder and feel, you know, just, just keep breathing into it and really feel it. 
really feel it and perhaps move it very subtly and just let that light come into it and fill it, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's, um, that's just very basic. And then um, there's lots of exercises for gathering this energy into the body. So a lot of that is like, I mean, even if you were just lying in bed and you could like lift your arms and, and just feel the light, like you're bringing it in, you know, to your heart, let's say that, right? You're bringing the light into your heart. And then you could like kind of uh, push, bring your hands forward, like you're releasing all of the pain that's in there. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can do that emotionally. It's very, very interesting also in the, in the Taoist Qigong system, you know, and the acupuncture system. So the organs are all related with emotions. Yeah. So you might find, I mean, I've worked with people who've had, you know, serious liver problems. Well, you know, first of all, many of those people were alcoholics. <laughs> so they're all, mm -hmm. they're already doing, um, you know, activity in their lives, drinking, 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 that is hurting their liver. But there's a, another aspect, which is why are they, why are they drinking? You know, yeah. what is, what is it? And in the Taoist system, they say the liver is connected, the, the, is connected with um, anger, the mm -hmm. negative aspect, right? Mm -hmm. What would damage the liver itself or, you know, cause, um, you know, not serious damage, but anger is the emotion that hurts the liver. And so then their exercises, actually they're called the six healing sounds. And it's the same thing, like you, you clap your hand, you rub them together, you put them on your liver, um, you look into your liver and first of all, you're looking and you're taking your eyes left and right and left and right and left and right into your liver. And you're just kind of looking at it, right? And, you know, you're seeing that. And, but also you're looking at, in your mind, any situation in your life in which there's anger and who, how, what you believe it's caused by, like if it's another person, you're seeing the situation in which that brings up anger in you. And then as you're doing it, then you're kind of like releasing it. You're letting it go. You're just in your mind, you're thinking, I'm letting this go. This is where I feel what's causing anger. I'm just going to let this go. And then you... Um, you do some movement, which is hard to do, talk about when I'm, you know, you have to see it. But, um, and you sound this, uh, for the liver, it's a sound like, shh, and you send that sound into your liver. And then um, you, at the same time, you're allowing all that anger and that pain to leave your body completely. Mm -hmm completely. And you do this a number of times. And then when it, then after each time you do it, then you imagine that you've cleared out all this stuff. And then this gold light from the center of the earth, the light of healing, the light of health, wealth, and longevity uh, comes in through your feet the same way when you were breathing and it comes up and it comes in and fills your whole body with this healing light. And then you, and then your liver you know, you really bring it around your liver, right? And then you start to like feel this light, not only 
fill your liver, but even come out like maybe even like um, a foot from your liver mm-hmm. so that it's glowing. It starts to glow with a whole new level of health. Yeah. I love that imagery. That's so beautiful. Do you like, does any particular experience with someone who you felt had an amazing healing experience come to mind for you? Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot of them. What I, what I see with Qigong is that it's people with very difficult illnesses. Um, they It just kind of gives them the, like a renewed energy mm-hmm. uh, to, to heal themselves, to take it upon themselves, to take the time. Because you can feel it very quickly. You know, you can, if you start doing Qigong and doing these exercises, it's very quickly you start to actually feel it. Right. And, and I think um, it's just been very beneficial. I, I've heard stories really that it's helped people with PTSD. Yeah, that I mean, makes I sense. I would say that, that it's an incredible, because also you're moving, you know, you're flowing, you're learning, you're moving very, very slowly. It's these beautiful, simple, just, just so graceful movements. And, and in order to do that, you have to slow down. So just by the doing the movements, you know, you begin to, um, come to a more centered place. I, I mean, here's another situation, Daisy Lee, who is one of one of the people in the film? Um, she's had a number of people in her family with with cancer, um, <laughs> and and I mean she helped them through even just you know being a qigong healer and just you know sending the energy into their bodies like like brushing their bodies from head to foot over and over again and feeding, you know, feel it, bringing the chi into them, take away pain. Right. And what, one of the beautiful things about many of the teachings I've learned and what also in Qigong is that you're able to learn how to bring your consciousness into the tissue, you know, um, and, I mean, for example, if you have a problem with your shoulder, right, and um, all you need to do, like if you're lying down, you have a shoulder problem, right, well, or you have a neck, let's uh, neck problem, right, so you're lying in bed, and instead of trying to be like, you know, like you're out at the uh, gym trying to work on your neck, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, doing fast, you know, like like 10 to this de- direction, ten, you start if you like if you're um, you start with your focus on your chin, right? And then very slowly you move your chin to like to the left, right? I mean, very like to the count of sixteen, right? Very slowly, and your eyes are going to the left very slowly, but your focus is on your chin, and then you bring it back you know, 16 counts, and you do that like maybe five times, and then you take it to the other side very slowly, and you bring it back, and then you do it again 
but now the focus is on your mouth and then you do it again and the focus is on your nose and then with your eyes, but you're still moving your head to the, you know, to the side very, very slowly. And you're feeling into your neck too, because, and then you take it all the way up to your forehead. And so like your chin is, is connected to like, you know, the lower part of your neck and then the mouth is to the, so you're actually, by doing this very slow, concentrated movements, um, you're releasing, you're bringing awareness and energy into, you know, these different vertebrae in your neck and, uh, you know, you're healing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think what's interesting is it takes time what you're describing and we're always in such a big rush. So we might think, I don't have time for this until we really can't do anything but take care of ourselves because we have some like health crisis or obstacle come up that forces us to deal with it. And so what you're coaching us on is to take time now so that you don't have to suffer unnecessarily. And so I'm curious, what are some of your like daily health practices that you can give to us what what do you recommend oh well first of all have a good diet um sugar is really bad for you i mean just sugar feeds cancer Mm -hmm. um i mean myself most people can't do this uh i drink water i drink lots of water Mm -hmm. we want to stay hydrated a lot of people like with kidney problems they, you know, they're just not drinking water or they think that, you know, they're drinking like, you know, sugar drinks and uh, they think they're drinking water. But, you know, they're it's not uh, water is very good for you <laughs> or tea or, you know, there's lots of things like yeah. that. Um, so we want to start there, but we want to spend some time um, in nature, you know, just mm-hmm. just looking looking beyond the computer, looking at some trees, if you can, you know, or going for a walk. Um, I do Qigong. I also spend, I'm, it's, I spend at least an hour and a half to two hours, five days a week, um, doing a combination of, uh, Qigong yogic stretching, stretching exercises, strengthening from when I was a, uh, I was a professional dancer mm-hmm. for many, 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 many years around the world. And so I have lots of interesting, you know, exercises for strength um, and for flexibility. And then I do those exercises that I was just talking about. If I'm feeling, you know, um, like my neck, I, I had whiplash many times. So those neck exercises are a fundamental part of what I do. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm constantly exploring, um, in my own body, something that I call holding patterns. Mm -hmm. So that is like, we'll just do it from the, if you've been wounded, like say that you had a shoulder injury. And so often people then just want to protect that shoulder. Yeah. You know, they're afraid that they're going to because they've had that experience and they're afraid that something might happen and they'll protect it. But what happens that, that in that protective 
uh, act, what's happening is that they're also like like pulling away. It, it's affecting their whole torso and they probably their hips and their feet, you know, and it's putting their body into that's what I call an emotional holding pattern in which, um, you know, maybe it's twisting their body because they're pulling their shoulder back and it's twisting their body. And then after years and of this, then all of a sudden, you know, they'll start to feel, so if it was their right shoulder, they'll start to feel like achy, like on, in their left hip because yeah. it's been compensating. Right. So I'm, I'm always looking in my own work at these patterns to see, you know, how to release them. And so what the first thing you do is you recognize what's going on. You have to get your consciousness into your body and not out there thinking about all your problems, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you feel your shoulder and then you feel into, oh, my hips this way. And then you breathe into them and just really breathe and, you know, and release. You just keep wanting to like release the tension in your whole being. So that's part of what I do. I go to, uh, I go to like a, I'm 70. <laughs> I go to an African dance class. Um, but I have to say that the Qigong has kept me, people think, you know, with my teacher, they think I'm much younger. You do look um, younger. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Because I'm spending time taking care of myself mm -hmm. and I'm spending time, um, you know, doing these, these healing and graceful movements that keep your body flexible. You know, our spines, it's very important. And most of us, you know, we're sitting at these computers hours and hours and hours and hours and staring into a screen. Well, how's that going to affect our vision? You know, and, and how's that affecting our posture and how's that affecting our spine? And so what, even if I'm sitting looking at the computer, I'm like probably rocking back and forth and feeling energy move up my spine, right? Or swaying back and forth or doing something and, and, you know, looking up every now and then and looking out so that, you know, I mean, I'm 70 and I'm still not wearing glasses to read. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you so much for speaking with us today and sharing all these great tips um, with our listeners on how to harness the chi in our lives and release some of the pain and tension that we carry. And I just wanted to give you a second to um, say goodbye to our listeners or anything else that you wanted to add. Yes, I just want to tell you all, you have the power to heal. You have the power to let go of all of this stress. Yes, it might not be easy. You know, of course, when you're going through healing, you know, you'll go through a period where everything seems like, wow, it's going forward. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're what we call the shadow personalities, mm -hmm. you know, the ones that are in doubt um, start to come. But that only means that you're ready for the next level. Mm. And I'm just reaching out to all of you, all of you who are feeling what we're going through right now. And, you know, please... Let's do everything we can. Let's work together. Let's build a global movement for healing and for grace and for joy. Mm, that is great. So I will make sure that we um, post links to 
your crowdfunder on um, our show notes page after we post this podcast. And then I believe you had a special offer for our listeners as well. Did you want to describe that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I also have uh, 20 minutes of audio Qigong meditations mm-hmm. um, that bring, you know, just help you to visualize bringing this life force energy into your body, finding that still centered place in your being, uh, experiencing empathy, experiencing bliss, experiencing love. And so they're very uh, inspiring. That's what they were created to do and to, you know, begin to just help you relax and feel this chi um, flowing through you. Oh, fantastic. And and the way you can get that. um, We'll post a link to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll give you, there's a, you know, direct link to the crowdfunder, but people can always just find it by going to the website, the Quantum Chi movie website. And it says at the top crowdfunder and you click and it takes you right there. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. I'm excited to make this offer available to people and, for them to learn more. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's Thank been a you. real joy to be with you. And, you know, I love your questions. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you so Thank much. You. And thanks to all our listeners for joining us today. To find out more about Sharon and her Quantum Chi documentary series, be sure to visit us at plumdragonherbs.com, where we will post show notes and links to Sharon's work and crowdfunder. And if you like this episode, we'd love for you to share, comment, and follow us on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere else you love to listen. Until next time.